Amen. I don't have a formalized message this morning because we're just going to just have some fun. I'm just going to tell you what the Lord has been putting on my heart. I know last week I got choked up. I don't know what it was, uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to hack, but I didn't want to hack into the mic. Um, but uh, I got something caught in my throat. Um, and so this is just the tail end of what I wanted to share on last Sunday. But let's just go to the word, to the Lord for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we can come on a Sunday morning, God. We don't have to be formal, Lord. <laughs> we don't have to be in suit and ties and dresses and high heel shoes that are hurting our feet, God. But we can come to you, Father God, dressed down in our tennis shoes, which is what we should do anyway, so that we can run, that we can be available to all that you do, Father God, so that we can be comfortable. So this morning, Father God, as we celebrate restoration today, God, we celebrate those who have worked diligently over the last year, Father God, during the pandemic, and those who have worked diligently uh, this year, Father God, just keeping the house together. We thank you and we praise you for them, Father. But now, Father God, we just come to celebrate you, amen, in a fun way, in an excellent way, Lord. So we ask that uh, you remove, I remove myself, Father God, and just let your spirit speak through me this morning, Lord. Father God, I just want to share from the heart of what you've been pouring into me, Father God, so that we can move forward, Father God. So when we pull up, Father God, the world will notice, Aurora will notice, our schools will notice, the marketplace will notice that there's something different about those people, Father God. And we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So um, as we have been teaching in Joshua, I just keep reading it over and over, and every time I read it, I get a little bit more. So last week, we were just talking about how Achan had sinned, how Achan had touched the devoted things of God, and we talked about how we touch the devoted things of God every day, so let's not judge Achan, let's look interpersonally, take that word and take it interpersonally, like, God, am I doing all that I can? Am I defiling the kingdom? Am I doing things that defile uh, the kingdom, and we find out that we do that every day in our thought process and the things we say and do and the things that we know we should do but we don't do, as for instance, in our, our interactions with others, in our interactions on the job, uh, when we get an attitude about something, when we fight with our spouse, when we sneak into our closets and, and do drugs or do alcohol or do whatever we do, those are things that God is saying that he's, he's, he wants to pull away from us. He wants to take away from us. Amen? The devoted things. It was clear that, that um, Achan went in, and Achan's heart when he went in was they were going to conquer Ai, but Achan went in with another agenda. And how often do we do that? Even in our jobs, even in our church, we look for a position or we look to better ourselves. And that's what Achan went in to do. Achan's heart was not pure. Achan had been at church, or he had been with the Israelites the whole journey. He had, he had been through the, the wilderness. He was out there in the wilderness. He saw God stop the water on the Jordan. He saw everything. He even got consecrated. He even got circumcised. Amen. He did everything that everyone else was doing. But apparently there was not a relationship with God. And how often do we as Christians come into church and we come because it's what we do. It's our tradition. We come in and we get the word of God and we're like, yeah, ooh, that sounds good, but I like what I do more. I, I enjoy what I'm doing more and don't nobody really know about it. You know, I come in, I dress up. They don't know that I'm out sinning all night or they don't know that I'm stealing or they don't know that I'm fornicating. And we come in with these double-minded hearts that I praise you, God, in the sanctuary, but when I get out in the streets, it's a whole different, it's a whole different word. Amen? And I'm not just talking 
to, to you all, I'm talking to myself, because I got issues and problems too. We all do. We all have sin issues in our lives. And so when we are, are representing Christ, amen, when we pull up on people, they ought to know us as Christians, amen. They ought to know us the same that we are yesterday, today, and forever. We, they should know us as born-again believers, as men and women of God. And so that's where Achan messed up because Achan had a lust. Achan saw something. He saw the gold. He saw the robe. And I just, I, you know, I can read and just like, why would he do that? Why would he steal? Why would he bury it? Why would he put his family in jeopardy? Why would he do all that? And then God just began to remind me of the things I did that I've done. Like, you've done the same thing. You've just done it in a different format. And thank God that he ain't stoning and burning people today because we're none of us being here. Amen. But God is trying to call us to obedience. And so that whole story, that whole, that whole combination of, of, of the book of Joshua is really talking about obedience and just doing what you're supposed to do, being obedient to God, following the steps that he lined out, and, and, then, and then you will be able to conquer your land. So as we, as we looked at that, we saw that they, got, they were defeated. But God has sent us Jesus Christ, amen? God has sent us a redeemer. We are more than conquerors, amen? Hallelujah. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us, amen? We are RCF strong. We are able to do the things that God has called us to do. So for us and for me, it's like I got to get my mind set right. I got to get, get focused on God. You know, I can come in here on Sunday morning. I can worship at home, and I can just get pumped up with the Spirit, just like, yes, God, let's do this. Let's move. Let's, let's go forward. And then the enemy will just start talking in my ear, talking in my ear, telling me, you know what? You're not Pastor Gilbert. Do you see what he did? Do you see the things that he did, how he was connected to the city, how he did this and that and that? And, and, and then I get, you know, like, oh, my goodness, I'm nervous. You know, I get like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do this? And the Lord has just really been dealing with me because we've been wrestling through it like, God, what do you want me to do? How do, you want me to, how do you want me to carry this? The baton has been passed on, and I accepted the baton, God. But we're different people. Just like Joshua and Moses were different. Joshua did not follow the things that Moses did. Moses did what he did during his time period. And now it was a new, a new dimension, and Joshua was doing it the way that God was telling him to do it. And so God is saying, Katani, just be you. Just do it as I give it to you. You know, and I think, and, I, and you know, in the back of my mind, it's like, I know these people <laughs> looking at me like, well, she ain't even nowhere close to Pastor Gilbert when it comes to studying the word, when it comes to doing the things of God. But I, I, I just have this intimate, tight relationship with God. And the things that he has been speaking to me and telling me are just profound. And I just want to share with you this morning that God has got us. Amen. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he has more than got us. Is that a correct sentence? <laughs> that God has us. He has our back and that God loves us. And just as he, he watched over the children, uh, the Israelites, he is watching over us through this pandemic, through this, all the things that are going on, through the world, the wars over in Afghanistan, the, the fires, the, the pandemic, everything that we're going through, God is saying, you're in the wilderness. I got you out here by yourselves because I'm going to feed you the manna in a new way. I'm feeding you the manna in a new way. So don't just think that, we, you know, God has just forsaken us, but God is watching over us. God is saying, I need you to do just a couple of things. Number one, be obedient. Say be obedient. Text 
be obedient, amen? And that is, for me, okay, that, that is tough because, you know, we can get so into ourselves, so into the things that we like to do, so into the things that we enjoy. But God is saying, be obedient and follow the directions. If, if um, the, the, uh, Joshua and his army had remembered that they had defeated Jericho, that the walls had f- fallen down, and they got so cocky and they got so, so arrogant in, in like, oh, we did that. You know, the walls tumbled down. We took over. We got the devoted things out. They were very cocky about themselves. So when they pulled up on AI, they thought they were going to be able to do the same things. But the problem was they did not follow God's directions. And if you just read back and just remember, God had told them, circumcise yourselves. We know that circumcision is a form where a male, they cut off the foreskin of a male because that's the place of birth. That's the place where the seed is. When that seed is entered into a woman's womb, it brings life. It brings a, new, it brings a, a baby into the world. And so I know a lot of us have just aborted our, you know, aborted our spiritual desires, aborted the things that God has called us to do because we refuse to get on the table, amen? We refuse to lay before the Lord and say, you know what, God, cut away everything that is, that is keeping me from my journey, keeping me from my promises. And God is saying, I need you to get on the table. So you might need to get back on the table again, get circumcised of your heart, circumcised of your mouth, circumcised of your eyes. Whatever God needs to get to you, whatever God needs to remove from you, allow God just, just take the process. It's going to be painful, and it's going to hurt, but it's what's going to bring life, amen? It's what's going to take you into that next dimension. And so God says, circumcise yourselves. Every morning when you get up from whatever dream you've had, whatever movie you've watched, whatever you've done, just say, you know what, God, I cleanse myself. Cleanse me again. Circumcise those thoughts out of my heart so that I can go forth this day and bring life and give life to someone. And so then he asked that, that they crawl, after they crossed over and they got circumcised, they were to consecrate themselves. Amen? How many this week have consecrated themselves before the Lord? That means that I have taken time away from the TV, away from Facebook, away from social media, and I've just laid before the Lord. Just spent quality time, whether it was five minutes. I'm not saying that you got to lay before the Lord for hours upon hours, but actually just laid before the Lord praying for what's going on, and then just receiving what God has to say to you. God wants us to consecrate ourselves. He wants us to be pure and holy. God wants us to be obedient. And so our biggest problem is that we don't want to circumcise because we want to hold on to some of the things that we have. We don't want to consecrate ourselves because we, we will we'll begin to feel guilty about things. We don't, you know, we, I want to do it. And do I really want to let it go? You know, I paid a lot of money for this. You know, I don't, I don't want it to waste. So I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish this pack up. I'm going to finish this bottle up. You know, and then, and then God, I'm going to consecrate myself. I'm, I'm going to start my diet next week because today we have ribs and hot dogs and hamburgers and you know we want to we're always putting God back on the second bed on the back burner when God is saying now is the time and so as we get ready to step outside of these doors in a few minutes just think of it as 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 we're getting ready to, to to go and spy the land out amen that we are about to attack the walls that center that flow around Aurora and our surrounding communities that God has given us this territory amen God has said, go, present yourselves before them. Let them know that you're here. Just like Joshua, them walked around that wall. They knew that they were there. They just didn't know what was about to happen to them. But we need to walk out of here and begin to just praise God, sing praises to God, and let the community know that we're here, that we're alive, and we're about God's business. And so 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, um, oh, wrong, okay. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. God wants us to circumcise ourselves consecrate our hearts. We are already new creatures. We just keep morphing back into our old self, you know, like, the, like a butterfly. Like we just refuse to get out of the cocoon. We have already changed. God has already made us a new creation. But it's up, for, it's up to us to lay on that surgery table, to let God consecrate our hearts, to let God show us what he wants, wants to do in our lives. You already know what, you, what God wants, wants to do. You already know where your mission is. And if you don't, just see one of us and just ask us to help, help you find what has God called me to do. But we're a new creation. We're a new church. We're not the, re, the old restoration. We're a new restoration that's going to, I just cannot wait till you guys see them break ground over here. Amen. For the, for the affordable housing. Amen. For our tent city to go out. All the things God has asked us to do, all the things God has given us the opportunity to do, they did not die when pastor died, amen? They still burn in their hearts. They burn in my hearts. And I just see God just doing more and more and more as we present ourselves to him. He is going to do the phenomenal things for us, but we have to be obedient, amen? We have to allow God to remove those things that are not like him out of our lives. And it's, I'm telling you, it is a process. This week, I went to my therapist, my physical therapist, and I still have a limp in my knee. And when I walked in, he's like, oh my, he says, you shouldn't be limping. He says, you're still limping. Um, you know, and he had given me some exercises. He says, maybe I need to pull back some and give you some new exercises. So he gave me some new exercises to strengthen uh, my quads so that I would no longer limp. And, uh, as I was driving home, I was like, Lord, you know, I know that I missed a couple of appointments and tragedy happened, and so I wasn't exercising as I should have. But then the Lord began to say to me, you are repeating the same pattern in your physical body that you repeat in your spirit realm. You'll start it, and then you'll, then you'll back off. Because there are many mornings I wake up and I'm like, okay, I need to go and do the stairs. I need to do, you know, all the things that um, my physical therapist has told me to do. But I'd rather sit in the bed and cry and mourn and, oh, what am I going to do? And pastor's gone. And, you know, and, I, and, and the Lord says, I need you to change your mindset because seriously, you will walk around with a limp for the rest of your life because the threshold of that healing of those muscles is coming to an end. It's, it's getting to the end. So you choose whether you want to walk around with a limp for the rest of your life or if you want to walk normally again. And so this week, morning and night and afternoon, you know, I'm back on track. I'm back on track. And, the, and, and then I just said to myself, I've got to get my spirit back on track. You know, there are just things that, if you guys could ever see my mind, y'all would just be blown away about the things that, well, <laughs> the things that I think about, the things that come, you know, you just crazy things like we all think of. And I was just telling the Lord, Lord, you know, I remember back in um, early fall, in the fall of last year, how I had just said, God, I'm ready for the change. This pandemic is not about, you know, the coronavirus. This pandemic is you calling the world back into uh, submission to you. It's about you calling us, you trying to get our attention. And just like when Joshua was just about to step into battle um, to take over Jericho, the, uh, the presence of the Lord appeared to him. And Joshua, he had his sword and Joshua said, are you for us or are you against us? And he told Joshua, take off your shoes. You know, I am the Lord's servant. I'm not for you 
and I'm not for them. I am for the Lord. And so we have got to make sure that we are doing this for the Lord, not for the upbuilding of restoration, not for our names to be great, but that we're doing this because we want to see God's people saved. We want to see God's Everything that God has promised us healed. We want to see our land healed. We want to see this virus um, be recalled back into submission. And the only one that can do that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can blame it on people not wearing masks. You can blame it on this party. You can blame it on that party. But really, it is God is the one who can just call it back. Call it back into submission. Call it, um, recall it and tell it, you know, you've done it. But even if God did that, would you be ready? Would you be ready for what God has for you to do? So God is calling us and telling us today, get ready. Amen. I'm doing something different. I need you to pull out all of your issues and lay them on the table and quit picking them back up because someone has offended you or someone has said something to you. Then you just start spinning back in your mind. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's what you're going to say to me. And you start planning out your get back. You start planning out what you're going to say. And God is saying, I don't need you to fight for me. That angel came and said, I'm here for the Lord. I, this is already done. It's a done deal. All you, all, all you have to do is walk in obedience. Walk around these walls seven times. Bring out the trumpets. Bring out the worshipers and begin to worship me. Worship me in public. So when we go out here today and we sing songs and we dance and we scream and we shout, we are publicly saying that we are on the Lord's side. That God is for us, amen? That we can do greater things, that we can be the church, amen? That people can come in and actually be physically healed. And we're already seeing that. We're seeing people that are, have had cancer, that the cancer has gone. We've seen people that have um, just had physical issues. Those things are resolved. We've seen a young, a young boy, 13 years old, who was um, had air vac to life support down to the Colorado Springs because children's here did not have enough room blood sugar at almost 800 crashing and we've seen the prayers of the righteous amen raise that child up amen when the enemy was trying to snatch him so i'm saying the prayers of the righteous and the the, the intervening of the community it takes all of us we don't want to be an aching oh he oh so and so is you know they're sick oh okay i'll pray for him and then you just go about your business but god is saying get involved in each other's lives get involved in each other's business so that we can be fruitful we can multiply we can be that x church amen so today when we go out I don't want you to sit, oh, well, I know them. You know, this is my group. This is my posse. These are the girls I hang out with. These are the guys I take out. But make sure that you are going around and introducing yourself to someone you're not familiar with. You know, everybody, everybody knows my name. Hey, that's Pastor Katani. But oftentimes when I'm in the grocery store, I'm like, I don't know your name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I see people and I don't know their name. But we want to get to know each other, amen. We want to build up that army. We want to be that force. We want to be those that are, can come in and overtake. When we hear of a disturbance in our city, when we hear of a disturbance in the world, that we're on top of it like white on rice. We are praying. We are interceding. And we are asking that the Spirit of God Help us through it. We don't want to talk politics, amen? We don't want to talk our opinions, but we want to talk the voice of God over this situation. So I just want to encourage you, amen? Be obedient. Walk out the plan. Stay consecrated before the Lord, and he will do the great things in you, amen? Amen. Father God, we come this morning, and we thank you, Lord.
Hallelujah, God. We give you glory and honor. We thank you, Father, for this day, Lord, a day that you have set aside for us, Father God, to just relax a little bit, Father God. Not to put our guards down, but to relax in you and understand, Lord, that this is going to become the norm, Father God. That we are going to be out in the streets. We're not going to bind ourselves to a building, Lord, but we're going to get out into our community. And we're going to reach souls for Christ, Father God, through the, through the internet, Father God, through the social media platforms, but also through the personal touch of the members and the, and the family and the communities that live around here, God. Father God, we're just excited about what you're going to do, Lord. I just almost just break into tears, Father God, when I think about the services that we will be able to offer, Father God, through, through the grants that are coming, Father God, through the provisions that are coming, that we will be a house of restoration, Father God, that we will be a house of reconciliation. So this morning we come, God, and we ask that you forgive us for our sins. Forgive us, God, for our sins. Forgive us, God, for our, our, our mindsets, Father God, like the mouse in the wheel that just keeps spinning and spinning and, and bringing up our past, God. Our past is our past, Lord. But help us walk into the newness of life, God. Help us to lay on that table and endure the, the surgical procedure, the spiritual surgical procedure, Father God, that is going to heal our soul that is going to heal our minds, our bodies, and our soul, God, that is going to take us to a new level of thinking, a new way of, of walking and talking, God. Father God, you want to empty out our closets, Lord, so that you can fill them up with the goodness of God, with the blessings of God. So we thank you for this word, God. Father God, if there's anyone watching that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, God, we ask that, Father God, you will, that they will say this prayer. And it's a simple prayer. It just says, Father God, I know that I am a sinner. I know that your son died on the cross for my sins. And I receive you as my own. Come into my life. Be my savior. <laughs> Save me, Father God, so that I can do the things that you've called me to do. That I can not only dream it, but now I can live it and now I can do it. So, Father God, we bless you. We ask that you bless the food that is being prepared for us, God. Bless our activities and bless the fun, Father God. And we pray over our Senator Jason Crow, God, that you will just continue to elevate him, Father God, for the things that you have prepared his heart for, for his staff, Father God. Father God, that they will be known in the, uh, in the Congress, Father God, as men and women of integrity, God. Men and women that stand, Father God, for the right of everyone, Lord. So we thank you that we have found favor in him, Father God, that he is connected to us and we are connected to him and we, we will lay his name before you, Father God, and we will lay the state of Colorado before you as he represents us, Lord, that we will be all that you called us to be. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.